Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of January 28th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. Howdy doody. Ew. All right, so we've played a little bit of cool stuff this week. Um, yeah. Um, some together, some apart. Uh, let's jump in. What's up with you? Yeah, so uh, as expected, um, I've been digging into Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, playing a elf uh, mage, I guess. So... Um, definitely been uh you know i got to the part where you get the like full castle um uh-huh. and you're not just in the like intro zone so i i beat the intro and i've actually gone and i i kind of liked this this is just some early gameplay footage that they showed off at gamescom before the game came out but sure. uh i actually just went through and completed this zone pretty much so um you know i thought it'd be a good something to cover um yeah and just good to have in the background i really I like Inquisition a lot more than I remember liking it. And I kind of feel that way each time I go back to it. Like, when you're not playing it, it's like... Uh, Inquisition was just, you know, it was not it really... Kind of, yeah, it kind of falls to that wayside of like... You kind of just forget well, about it. Yeah. Because it yeah. came out at a very similar time to like... I think it came out the year before Witcher 3, which is like the greatest open world game of all time. Yeah, it makes it really um, hard to compete. But yeah. I will say, I played this... Um, I played this when it came out. Mm. We were were we living together when this came out? We were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got this, um, and then I think I ended up playing your copy. Yeah, when I was at, I think when I was at, uh, because like my my eight class. hour class meeting, I'd pass the game along to you, and yeah, because our classes were kind of offset. I think at yeah. that time I was having like two a.m. classes, which yep. was shitty. Um, but yeah, I do remember playing this, and I remember going, "This is okay." This isn't something that I need right now. But right, it's 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 fun, but watching the gameplay mm-hmm. um, does make me go. This looks good. Oh shit! I kind of want to go back and, to this. I can yeah. go back and play this. Exactly. That's that's how I've been feeling, and uh, it's you know I really like the ruler stuff. Like, um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Fable Three in a lot of ways. Where like, there's some really cool shit that was added on. That was. Um, I don't know. It was it was like little extra stuff that you might not have wanted if you just like wrote down and said, "Okay, what do I want out of the next Dragon Age game?" But then when it's in the game and it's there to experience, it's it's amazing. And I think actually Fable Three is a really good comparison because it's yet again they changed a lot of controls, they altered how it worked in a lot of ways that people didn't necessarily like right out the gate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's something to get used to, but having more distance from the game. I'm really enjoying going back and playing it again. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. I I mean, I I could definitely sit down and probably play through this again and mm-hmm. not have any sort of, like, problem with it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember the... That wasn't on console, right? You couldn't control people the way that you, he was controlling them when they were um, entering this. Yeah, like, this is this is definitely PC gameplay, is which PC is a build. little different, and it's a little bit like the the uh, some of the things like the way that the health bars are laid out in the top left, the way yeah. that the abilities, uh, the uh, the level up screen is is just a little bit different in the final game. But yeah. uh, I mean, if, for the most part, it was pretty close. Yeah. And yeah, the uh, the PC had a little bit more fine control, like always. Yeah, um, if I were to play this again, I would really go for I think a PC one. But this yeah. does look like it would be fun to you know, sit down and experience again. Yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things that every time I play it, I'm like, shit, I forgot this was good. <laughs> yeah. 
So where are you at? What, what um, you said you you had already you just done this spot right here. Right? Yeah, I've done almost. I, I guess I have two little sections left to go to do in the hinterlands, which is like the first big zone you unlock. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat the whole tutorial missions and everything, and I'm getting ready to uh, like go track down the wardens or whatever is the next like big story mission. But I'm trying to complete some of these smaller zones first. Because um, I, I want to just wipe some areas off the map because my map's really busy right now. Um, For sure. But yeah, so I mean, I really only have, uh, you know, today, the day we're recording, and possibly a little bit of time. I have all of Monday and a, just a little bit of time Tuesday, depending on when Kingdom Hearts gets dropped off. But right. I'm worried. I'm I'm worried. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna drop off and forget about it, which I've done in the past, and I know from past experience, I never come back to it. You know. Yeah, I mean. You, I mean, th- there is that possibility, you know, you could try to get as far as you can. And if you have that last little bit, just mm-hmm. don't pop in Kingdom Hearts until you're done. Right. Um, I was thinking of that. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that would save you. Uh, and I also have I some. I think you'd miss too much time. Yeah. I have some time off from work coming up that I'm thinking I might even just wait. Um, like in the first week of uh, the first full week of February, I have a couple of days off. So I might just wait to do Kingdom Hearts until then. But I know that once that shit's in my hands, I'm not going to be able to say no to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to watch like a bunch of the videos and stuff to get ready for it. So maybe that will help kind of tide me off. But whew, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's... it's. I know just the way I am. And I've, been, I've talked about this from the podcast forever. So everybody will be sick of it by now. But I'm doing it anyways. Um, the way I am, I, like, I just have to play the game. Like... I have to sit down and play one game through, or I'll never come back to yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I you like I end up restarting these games over and over again, and then getting halfway through, and then restarting it again later. And that's that's not a good way to play. It's not intelligent, and it's, it's, it yeah, doesn't it's, work for me. You know, it's yeah, it's it's rough to do. It's it's tough to juggle games, and that's mm. why since we've kind of been um, since we've been doing the podcast, we've right. more so been like splitting stuff up. Yeah, I feel like yeah. like and it's not even intentionally. I you know, like like we don't sit down and say, okay, I'm gonna play this. You're gonna play that. I just kind of go, well, it looks like he's going to be really into Red Dead, so I'm gonna back mm-hmm. off Red Dead and I'm gonna focus on yeah. like collecting all the characters in Smash. <laughs> and you know that that seems to uh, that seems to that seems yeah. to work out. So um, yeah, this this does look fun though. I I hope you get through it's, this completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's my plan. I mean, I, I never played uh, one or two of the DLCs. Um, yeah, I know me and Grim are really similar at how we play games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know there's been several things where we kind of joke about where it's like Grim gets something, he plays it for uh, you know two weeks and then gets rid of it and like never comes back to it because something else better came out. And it's yeah. like, you know, that's not really giving the game a fair shake. It's not really giving yourself a chance to see if you actually like it or not. It's just kind of you know, shitty behavior, but it's, it's so easy to do that and just be like, Oh, this looks awesome. Oh, this looks really fun. Oh, this thing's cool. Oh, I've been waiting 10 years for this. Yeah. And, it, and then you never finish anything, you know? Yeah. With, with Grim, him and I had, had yeah. that conversation of yep. like, what, you know, what, like, what are we doing? You know, you get a game and he's like, you know, I got that game and I probably shouldn't have got rid of it. Yep. <laughs> I've done and that it's a like, lot. It's like, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't have got rid of it yet. And other games, he's like, no, you know, that game wasn't good at all. That wasn't mm-hmm. a good game at all. And uh, and that's fair. That's what I did with uh, Soul Calibur. 
I was and, like, okay, I thought I was gonna like this, and I just didn't. But but he, I feel like he always did that a lot with like smaller, uh, mm-hmm. like smaller things that happened. So like with Witcher, he didn't like it because of the load screens. That's funny. And he's now going back and playing it. He's like, yeah, this you know this was pretty fun. Like I watched one of his streams, mm-hmm. and he's like, the game still looks fucking amazing. Oh yeah, and it still you know plays well. Load times are a little long. Mm-hmm. You know. That's true. Yeah. They never really optimized that too much. And it does take a little bit to get into the game because there's a lot of that preliminary stuff until you get to, like, the first, like, big town. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to take out the griffin and then you leave that area. Yeah, the intro of... left uh, in that area is now gone. You can never go back and do that because time passes. Right. Yeah, the intro to Witcher is really long. And I I, I definitely think that's a weakness, but, uh, like, it was necessary for what the game is. Yeah, it's all good setup for what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's it um, turns out to be important, but it, it it does definitely kind of slow you down. So um, yeah, I think 2019 could be the year of you know that kind of change of the concentrated the, gameplay. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, of constant you know concentrating on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and you know even if you don't finish every game, like I don't finish every game. I try. Right. Right. Um, but. You know, it just sometimes it doesn't happen. Things come out too quick. Mm-hmm. Like, like Pasty got me Persona Five for Christmas. I haven't even yeah, I haven't even luck. touched it. Haven't it's even touched it. Three hundred years long. I know I can't. I know yeah. if I pick it up, it's just gonna get left on the side. So I have yep. I have to wait. Um, yeah, and Grim is pointing out another something that's gonna be drawing my attention: Metro. Yep. Like, which man, is what he's is, playing. He's, yeah. he's been the older playing, Metro games. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, I started with one a little bit, jumped mm-hmm. into two for whatever reason, and was like, oh, this is so much fucking better. One's kind of rough, he's yeah. Like, and then he's like, god damn it, but I have to play one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep, that's exactly what happened with me. I played like half of 2033. I got to a point and I was like, ooh, this game's kind of rough. Yeah. And it was like a very new studio that was doing it, which is part of the, the issue, like... They they split off from somebody. I forget who. Oh, it was the Stalker devs. They split off of the Stalker yeah, company yep. after uh, they failed to make Stalker two or three or whatever it was. And then they uh, they eventually, you know, made their own company. Started working on that. Um, they made Metro twenty thirty three. They started working on Last Light. Um, Last Light was a lot better, and they yeah. they learned a lot of lessons in between those two. So I did the same thing though. It's like at a certain point, it's like, oh, I have to go see what happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to Exodus. It definitely looks like it'll have, you know, those it's guys are not up. the best designers. Like, they're really, really good at gameplay and shit uh, at Metro, the Metro game studio. But uh, they're uh, what is it, A4 Games or something like that? Um, they just don't have like some of the decisions they make are bad, basically. But the the gameplay and the way that it works out is extremely good. Which is actually that'll that goes really well into what we're going to talk about next, which yeah. is uh, we got a chance to get on and play the Anthem VIP demo eventually. <laughs> yeah, was, I'm sure people have heard there was definitely some uh, fucking connectivity problems. Um, there was there was uh, there was some lo- there was some issues for sure. There, there, yeah, there was a lot of problems. Um, yeah. First off, it was uh, myself, Filtercord, and Grim all yep. playing. Um, and when we got in, it was good. The game was fun. Yeah, um, when you're I, actually in the game, it's uh, it's it's actually 
other than connectivity issues, I would overall I would say it's better than I was expecting, which is I'm really happy about. Yeah, um, the the part that we're watching is after we got our second, second suit. javelins. Yeah. Um, you're running the Colossus. I'm running the Infiltrator. I think I think is what it's called. Uh, it's the Speed Class. Yeah. Um, Quick boy. And yeah, everyone kind of starts with the Hunter. I hope that's not something that they're planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the they are, the but game. we'll have to wait uh, and see. I hope at the launch of the game you get to pick whichever suit you want to pick so not everyone's running around as a hunter. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think you just get all four and just equip them based on how you want to be kitted out for the match or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how mean, they've made it sound. That, so. that would be smart. Um, yeah. But we tried a, a decent amount of weapons and abilities. Mm-hmm. What weapons did you stick with? Majority of the time, um, I like to have a a good uh, like assault rifle or a repeat like an SMG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something with you know rapid good fire. like not long but like medium to long range and rapid fire because I'm a bad shot. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, shotgun for so- okay. the shit that gets up close. Uh, I'm not sure about Grim. Maybe you can pop that in the chat. I, I personally I started with a marksman's rifle and a shotgun, and mm-hmm. then swapped to a sniper and a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got the second suit, realizing I was going to be up close, sniper rifle is not really useful anymore. So right. I swapped it for an SMG. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was cool experiencing all of the different, um, yeah, all of the different like features. I will say first and foremost, the shining star of this game that just makes this so worthwhile is the fucking flying. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Like the the controls. I mean, this this is kind of, um, you know, we're gonna have to see in the full game how the the storytelling holds up. But mm-hmm. uh, we were definitely like, I, I at least was expecting uh, the lessons they learned from Mass Effect Andromeda to come through, and it definitely seems like that's what happened. Um, yeah, um, the like all of the fault, and I don't think uh, you'll probably hear us say this a ton. Yeah. The fault with the game is all server-based. The online infrastructure is just fucked. It's terrible. And I don't know how it's terrible. We mentioned this several times. I don't know how they can continue to launch games using... They're using the same engine all of the time, which really doesn't Mm -hmm. have anything to do with it. Right. But... You know, it shows that they're, you know, in this, like, close quarters where they're using the same tools over and over again. Yeah. Why aren't the servers functioning the way normal servers work for literally any other game? Yeah, my, my the thing that gets me is people are still having the same day one, essentially, like, DDoSing, like... Um, you know, too many logins, servers not handling the... the connectivity issues, things like that. They're still having the same fucking issues that World of Warcraft had when it came out. But but Every I mean, online game is having these issues at launch, and I just don't understand how people haven't figured that shit out yet. Yeah, and you brought up that, that point of, like, how are they having these issues when they know? They know exactly how many copies they sold. Right, you have just, to just have... By three, or you have to add three yeah. players for each one player. So it's four players per pre-order. Right. That's what you need. Yeah, look at the total number of pre-orders, and then look at the total number of fucking um, Origins Access holders, which I can't imagine is an insanely high number. Right. And then just make your servers ready for that. And if only 
10,000 people log on and you were expecting 100,000, then turn 90% of your servers off once there's only 10,000 people online. Yeah. I don't know why they think, okay, we'll start low and build up because that just makes you look like an idiot. Yeah. It, it, it'll fail like yeah. majority of the time. And every single one of these has done this. And like, uh, so to be fair, there was a statement. I mean, I don't want to like misrepresent anybody here, but the, sure. um, the server architecture guy, I don't know what the official name of that is, but the guy that handles that got on and he posted a message, uh, late on Saturday evening, I guess, maybe midday Saturday. And he was talking about, okay, I want people to know that it wasn't server capacity. It was connectivity issues. And it's like, yeah, but that's connectivity to the fucking server. To your, yeah, to your server. I mean, that's like me saying like, I'm not out of money. My bank account's just at zero. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, I know. I like, I know what you're talking about. I understand how computers work. I know what a server is. Like, you can't pull a fast one on... You can to a certain extent, but like, well, to a decent majority, you can. Well, try not only that, but like, one, but I don't actually know what they're. I mean, he could be right and just not explaining it well, and it's actually something else. I don't know. Sure. I'm not looking at their server traffic and shit. You know what I mean? But like, I know how a fucking server works. Yeah. Like I know what a server is, and I know the idea of it, conceptually. So I know that you're kind of feeding me some horseshit here. Like, sure. it's super weird. Like. And EA is not really taking responsibility. They said they were having basically some login issues. Like, so they they have like um, I forget what they called it, but it was things that um, you get based on pre-orders and what kind of account holder you are, how old your account is, what other games you've played. They always like to give shit like that. Like they always give the Blood Dragon armor uh, mm-hmm. for for uh, Dragon Age, and they right. like to give like Mass Effect styles armors and things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've played those games before, which is really cool. It's a good thing for long-term fans. And they said that those, uh, Oh, entitlements, they were called those entitlements were causing some issues because if you had a certain combination of entitlements, it could deactivate things in your account accidentally. And it was just a bug that they didn't encounter before because they were using fake tester accounts. Right. 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 So that's understandable. They said that was what the, uh, that was one thing that was causing the infinite load issue. So you'd get into the game and then you'd go to go somewhere and you would just go to loading screen forever and it would never load. So like yeah. that's a real legitimate problem that that's a reason you have a beta. So I hundred percent understand that. But then they're saying shit like, Oh, well we had plenty of server capacity. You just didn't like, we just know that you didn't. You know what I mean? Like just say, Hey, we kind of fucked up on this. It, fans get that. They're in, they'll, they'll understand. Yeah. But it's weird that they're, they're being honest about some stuff and lying about some other stuff, and I don't understand why. Yeah, it, it's it. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, mm. It's got to be like a uh, like a EA like maybe it's an EA confidentiality thing. Like you can't say that our. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's another bug that is, um, uh, like sound will drop out. Like it'll Ew, just yeah. shut off the sound of. Well, it for you, it that. was um, it turned off your consoles ability to make sound for you to hear yeah it, it was making a low yeah. hum the entire time um we had just got into a uh we had just got into like a group uh, a, free a, play stronghold match yeah it was like i i don't i i have no idea what it was because i yeah. still yet to this point i haven't actually <laughs> selected a mission right and launched it myself um so yeah the sound issue that i had was we got in 
sound was fine. I could hear everyone. I could hear Graham. I could hear Filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, whatever reason, uh, it, I don't think that there was a spark well. that had it, that that caused it. But it just happens. It just sometimes. it just happened, yeah. and it was like, mm, and that's all you could hear. It, that's all I could hear. So yeah. I had to mute the sound for the stream. Um, mm. I didn't mute the sound for myself because I wanted to hear in case it came back. Mm-hmm. But I would frequently check to see if you guys could hear me, and I could see that my mic was being picked up. Yeah, you we guys could hear could you. Hear me. Yeah. I just couldn't hear anything, even if I went back to the dashboard. I had to physically finish what I was doing, which was like a thirty-five or forty-minute run. Right. Of no sound, because I didn't want to exit and come back in in case it, for whatever reason, didn't let me come back in. Yeah, you never know if it's going to just kick your ass. And Which we didn't have a big problem with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once say. we finally got in, the one time it worked after that. I never had a problem with it after that, and mm-hmm. even um, with another friend. Yeah. Um, they didn't have any problems logging in, ever. That's weird. So it, it, was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to close the game and reload the game. As soon as I closed the game, it restored um, sound for my. For that's everything. so weird. That's really weird. So I don't know. It was killing the sound for everything that's running on your system. Hmm. That's a big problem. That I think yeah. I think that um, the server issues that they're having, as well, you know, well connectivity issues, I should say, as well. Um, the uh, they had another the infinite load. Uh, because that happens a lot. There's a lot of t- if I sat in a loading screen for more than a minute or whatever, I just close. I out. would just I would just yeah. close and join back up. Yeah. Um, and that was after I realized I didn't really have a fear of like coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back, Grim says that he fancied the grenade launcher and the marksman's rifle. Mm. Um, he started talking about how he had sound issues as well. Mm. Um. He loved playing. He well, one thing. One he said. One thing I want to say is, say, uh, love playing filter. He's funny, and you both bounce off each other. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's where I said like, yeah, yeah, we've been we've been like talking shit for about I don't know six or seven years or something. We've yeah, we've been other, talking so. shit for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that I think that's a good thing, especially with you and I. We kind of have the same. Uh, like sense of humor when it comes to like dumb bullshit so i think that makes makes yeah so i'm i mean just my my uh idea for this game i'm gonna start playing i'm not i don't want to play the first day when it comes out i'm gonna give it a little bit Mm -hmm. um after that uh so maybe that weekend i think it comes out on a tuesday um let me look uh yeah it comes out the 25th right or 26th uh 22nd 22nd okay so it comes out on a friday so maybe the week uh so like 25th 26th 27th um i'll start checking it out i'm gonna play through probably solo and then do like strongholds and free roam and shit uh on multiplayer so okay yeah i for me i plan on like i plan on picking it up this next beta is going to be um pretty important mm-hmm. this open mm-hmm. beta um yeah. i really want to get pasty in this beta and I yeah. want to see what he thinks of it. And, like, it's... I, I'm not sure if I can play this game solo. Um, yeah, I'll have to... i definitely have to experiment with it. It it seems like something I can play solo. But there were certain times when I went to go... I went to go into a free play. And mm. uh, I clicked um, private server. I launched the free play. And it says you were pushed into a public match because you can't do free play solo. 
Right, that's super weird. And I'm like, well, okay. I mean, and and if that's the case, if if I have to, I want to have people that I'm going to be playing this with. Right. So that's why I questioned, what am I gonna do? You know, can I play this solo? Yep. Um, it seems like it, but um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, this we'll is definitely this. like. I mean, I uh, the beta overall, I think had the the uh, intended effect. Like, I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I was really worried before, but um, I'm excited to to see more of it. I think at the very least, it will be a passable. It'll be very similar to Mass Effect Andromeda, a passable Bioware game that you know they they do some parts good and some parts not so good. Um, and at least it'll be enough to I think keep the studio working. I think this game, if it has the standard, it doesn't have to be that Rockstar Bioware story. But mm-hmm. if it has a good story, just mixed average, with, yeah, mixed with the level of graphical uh, like fidelity that they've managed to reach, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect this out of Bioware. But oh yeah, Bioware has become like a high art studio at this point. <laughs> yeah, and that is fucking crazy to me. And I wonder yeah. if that's kind of like the end game for EA of like, oh, we elevate them with you know really good graphics, right. and they don't realize that it's kind of like killing the mm-hmm. the the story studio that they are the narration studio that they've kind of been known uh known for mm-hmm. um but if they have that even a mediocre story that's worthwhile uh, this to me i'm like this could be a big hit i mean this could do yeah. a lot of I things mean, that it, like it clearly had more people uh there's clearly more people on the beta than they were expecting, so that's a good sign. I mean, it's bad that they couldn't get it to work properly, but they couldn't keep up. It's, yeah. it's good that so many people wanted to get on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough about enough about the good things about this game. We mm. did have a lot. There's a lot of people talking about the bad things that happened with this game. You oh know, yeah, connectivity, all the yeah. stuff that we've kind of labeled. But let's think about some of the really good things that this game did, like the customization of the javelin, mm-hmm. is really really cool. Um, I know. Like, yeah, I like that you, a lot. You guys have no idea, but it's something we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, there's a company called uh, Algorithmic that makes Substance Painter and Designer. Mm-hmm. When you're going through and selecting the materials for your uh, for your suit. They straight up took uh, a lot of their... And I know that this game probably uses uh, algorithmic for something. But the way that you can select your materials is straight up from, like, Substance Painter and Designer. Mm -hmm. And it's super smart. It looks so good the way that you can change... Like, if you want the outside of your suit to be made of leather, and you want, like, a steampunk suit, you can do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I played around with it a little bit later, and okay. I made the entire outside of my suit leather. That's dope. It's weird. Yeah. It, it, and it's Damn, not weird cool. in a bad way. That's weird in a really Holy good shit. way. Yeah. Um, and you can change all of the colors. Not only that, um, the hunter starts with, uh, I, it's called like a bulwark something. It's like a bubble shield that you mm-hmm. lay on the ground that we all mm-hmm. had. You can change that out. You don't have to have that bulwark bubble. Mm-hmm. You can have something else. Yeah. And that's really that's really cool there's gonna be so much customization even though you and grim could be rocking the colossus suit you guys could have completely different builds he could be yeah, built like, for speed and you could be built for taking a hit yeah yeah i mean that is one thing that i think 
um, Bioware does a good job that they've been able to squeak into games is the uh, the customization. Like that's something that kind of had some issues in the past, and mm-hmm. they've been getting better and better at it. Yeah. And um, you know that uh, Inquisition is a good example of you can have a, a party of you know two or three different warrior class guys or three or four different mages and have completely different builds and strategies with each one. And it looks like this game's going for the same thing, especially considering that they you know you're narrowed down to four uh, suits and one of them is a jack of all trades. So essentially three three suits and a a middle ground one. You know? Middle ground suit, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we did have issues. You pre-ordered the game. You should have got your three codes. You just got them today. Right. You should have yeah. got them day yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I ended up using one of Grimm's codes, which, thanks, Grimm, that is awesome. Yes. It allowed us to all experience the game, which is really good. Um, it sounds like Met. I'm not sure if Met, which is one of Grimm's uh, Ever got friends, in. I'm not sure if he got in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, like... The one thing that I just I can't say enough good things about is flying. There's a few things that I would change. Uh-huh. Um, you can't do a full like loop. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't yeah. pull back and do a complete loop. I wish that not was, easily at least. Um, yeah, you have to go up and stall and then turn your character around to make mm-hmm. the loop, and it's really like awkward. I kind of wish that was a thing. Uh, yeah. Just for, you know. For whatever reason, just because I, I it's something that would be just kind of neat. Um, yep. As well, you can't when you're hovering, you can't like raise and lower your height. Mm-hmm. So that that feels a little weird. If you want to raise and lower, you have to change and then fly, which a lot, which you have to put your weapon away. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind so, of so you know th- there are little weird things that. It doesn't change the game at all. I don't yeah, I mean, honestly, game. it's one of those things that's but like, okay, this could be, um, you know, this could be a little better, and that could potentially, I mean, you know, we have no idea that could be fixed in uh, sure. a patch. I mean, they've already said they're adding, like, a social, like, hangout hub, which yeah. they didn't have before. So, you know, it seems like they're going to be really open, and I know Bioware typically is like this, where they're really open to, um, you know adding things in and like changing up what they were doing if it's not working or listening to players, you know, once and shit like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, this extremely be hopeful good. about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, a lot of people comparing this to destiny, which I do agree with. This is very destiny. Like, yeah. Um, but I also, I think we talked about it when we were all playing. Um, it also has a, uh, like a monster hunter and division feel to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think the third person more so from Division, um, yeah. but it yeah if I was gonna compare it to any other games, but uh, yeah I, I don't know um, very promising. Uh, we'll probably talk about this more. Um, let me yeah we, we might get to it next weekend as well. Yeah yeah uh, it looks like next weekend. Um, I like I plan to set aside a little bit of time to sit down and check this out whether it's like you know an hour or so Mm -hmm. um hopefully with pasty so i gotta work that out yeah so i am not sure if you're interested in trying it out anymore or if grim is but uh yeah i'm gonna keep it on my system to try to um get a full team because just having three people um i think really made that like made the game better for me oh yeah 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 i agree 
Cool. Um, so yeah, that was, I guess, a bit about us playing uh, Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were your two big things. You, you still yep. picking Dragon Age Inquisition and Anthem. Yep. Cool. Um, it's a it's been a Bioware month for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from Anthem, for me, uh, I've played a bit of um, a bit more of Divinity. Myself and Pasty Pasta Man, um, mm. and you know it. Like we did get some kind of cool things to happen, uh, trying out some new moves for the first time and whatnot. One of the really cool things that we ended up doing, um, there was there was an instance where we ended up in this crypt, and Pasty rains blood. I used um, Gripped of the Starved on everything in the blood, and I took down like four or five nice. people in one hit, and it was just really cool. Um, so yeah, you know, nothing really too new to say on that front, but still just progressing slowly. Yep. Um, aside from that, been playing a little bit of Wasteland 2 on the Switch, which is a similar kind of game. I just wanted to get that itch, uh, you know, on a mobile kind of game so I can play it, you know, wherever. Um, and that's been pretty fun. It's a very different game. It's more of a uh constant save like you gotta constantly save because you could like i walked into uh, the citadel and i saw something that i could it was like a lootable object and i Mm -hmm. clicked on it and everyone attacked me in the citadel damn i wasn't supposed to do that that's how it goes Um, sometimes you know yeah (laughs) and then aside from those uh i i've been playing a uh, a bit of resident evil 2 nice um which you know we talked about last week releasing uh we already checked out the one shot demo um on my stream personally uh this the 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 stream that i did the big mainstream was all of the beginning um starting with basically where you saw the rat Mm -hmm. in that in that little demo and then the rat got smashed by that shelf yeah um it goes through that until you meet up with Claire and you get to the city, uh, get to the police station, and there's like a really big puzzle in the police station where you have to uh, get these three medallions and put them in a statue and it opens up the statue. Mm-hmm. And you can go like under it and it's like, I think, a secret library down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just down in that, underneath that statue in that library. Um, okay. I plan on picking that up. And playing a bit more of it today, probably right after this, actually. Nice. Um, so that's been uh, that's been something that I've been kind of like craving to get back to. I really mm-hmm. love the scarcity of ammo. Uh, the The fear isn't so much in like what you're fighting; more so, the fear comes from like, do I have enough to kill these things? Right. Which was the fear of the original game. Right. Um, like, do I have enough ammo to kill the zombie that's, you know, just off screen before he gets to me? And mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's re- really cool. Um, sometimes it's easier and better just to run by stuff or sneak by stuff, especially in the case of um, something like a liquor. Uh, Hell yeah. Those things walk. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, They'll, they'll, walk, they'll move around slowly or they'll kind of like jerk and they'll eat something to startle you. 
Mm-hmm. But if you walk so slow and you footsteps don't make a noise, you can walk right by them. Hell yeah. And it's really one of those unsettling things to be that close to something that could just kill you basically in one hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I look forward to trying. I've put down two of them so far. Um, I haven't encountered any of the other big ones, but the game's fucking beautiful. Um, the changes, the little changes that they've done to the story. Um, I, I don't agree with everything that they've changed so far, but uh, it's I, it can totally be forgiven just because it's not a major point. It's not something that was right. needed and it's crucial. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's really good. Um, not going to be a long game, I imagine. Probably three sessions or mm-hmm. so. I'll finish with Leon's story and then I'll jump to Claire. Okay. Um, but yeah. That's respectable. That's, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good to be back in Raccoon City. The games really departed from that. All mm-hmm. of them. As much as I love the 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 Baker's Compound in Seven, the yeah. urban environment of Raccoon City is yeah. something that just I love. The opening cinematic that we're watching right now on the live stream mm-hmm. um, is just so it's very good. good. That's very good. Yeah. Um, so if it's not something that you're going to buy, if you're like Grim, he's like, um, you know, he's definitely not going to buy it, but he said it's super fun to watch. Yeah, right. Go go give it a look um, and, you know, let your eyes kind of feast on that graphical goodness because it's yeah. beautiful. So. I, I'm coming from the same place where, like, I, I would be interested in playing it if it didn't make me shit my little panties. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just... I know I'm not capable of playing it. Where there's definitely some people that are like, I'm not good enough, so I want to see somebody that knows how to play it, play it. And, I mean, this is one where, you know, normally I don't really understand why somebody would be interested in watching a stream somebody else play something. But this is where I under, I understand it, for sure. Yeah. So... And that, that's one thing that I do... I did find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pasty and I have a lot of games gaming similarities whereas we also have a lot of differences mm-hmm. but this is one where i feel like he's right on the edge he loves resident evil and loves everything about it yeah but the game is so sketchy to him it makes him <laughs> jump so much it's gonna take him three years to beat just leon's story <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny he, i just talked to him yesterday and he's like i haven't even ran into a liquor yet mm-hmm. but Dude, I'm just going to lose my shit as soon as I see the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's not even like... There's other big ones that are in there. There's the newer enemy that they call the Tyrant. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a raincoat, trench coat, really big guy with a, uh, like a, like a bowler cap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I haven't ran into that character yet, but I, I hear he's kind of like the, the nemesis from 3. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't break through the walls and shoot a rocket at you. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to. A little bit of Pokemon Go here and there. I don't think mobile-wise. I don't think there's anything that I've been doing. Yeah. Um, no. Hmm. Nope, nothing to mention. I'm still just learning uh, the main app that I've been using is probably Duolingo. I yep. think I'm on like my third week or whatever of learning German. Okay. So that's coming along. I'll soon mm-hmm. be able to 
They'll okay. be able to go fuck themselves in German. That'll be kind of cool. I'm already making terrible jokes. That's so that's how, I, that, that's how I know it's working, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we will go ahead and jump into uh, the games releasing. But first, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff that matters. Um, and get a good look at anything that we're doing personally, anything cool that we see throughout the week. Um, and uh, get an idea of the topical stuff we're going to be talking about here on the podcast. As well, follow us on Twitter. Tweet. <laughs> you forgot the tweet. Uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do something like this, even if it's halfway through. Um, and uh, yeah, we might uh, we might follow you back. Who knows? <clears throat> sure. Cool. Let's jump into uh, the games releasing. Do you want to go ahead? All right. So uh, we are starting out with. Um, on uh, Tuesday the 29th, The Council. Uh, this is the complete edition of that on uh, PS4, Xbox One, coming from Focus Home Interactive. Uh, of course, it's a surprise, this is an episodic surprise. game. Yeah, so this is already available, um, you know, with the complete, um, uh, all the episodes on Steam or whatever. So, um, you know, it, it's not really uh, getting a boxed, you know, PC copy with the complete edition, but um, it is also available on there if you want to grab it there. But yeah, the PS4 Xbox uh, version of the complete edition, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's a um, sort of Cthulian spooky secret society mystery. They're uh, really into, game. they're really into that right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're really on the kick. And it's like all this one studio that's doing all of them too. So it's not yeah. even, uh, or uh, one publisher, I should say. So it's not even like there's a big renaissance of people like competing with each other. It's literally one company just putting out a shit ton of games. So that's kind of funny. They have a very stylized look of the characters. Yeah. I, like an almost anime style look. I think. Yeah, their eyes are a bit bigger. Um, well, the heads are very like triangular where like the thick and, part of the triangles on top and little skinny chins. Yeah. And, and, and the nose kind of has a like a specific look to it. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's like they over-exaggerate their features. Yeah. To make them look... To take away from what could be, a, you know, the... Like... The not, like, highest level of texturing or modeling um, of the mm -hmm. character. It kind of gives it, it... Takes it in its own direction, which is kind of good. Yep. It draws the eye away. So this is something that, like... I have been wanting to look at and get some info on. Um, and it's like, I keep wanting to go get into it, but I wanted to wait for the complete, uh, you know, all the episodes to be out. I want to get them all at once so I can just sit down and play through them. Um, sure. So this is, I think, a good chance to really get into it. Yeah. Definitely. I think this started coming out in like January, February of last year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, like Game of the Year edition or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't remember uh, talking about this one that much. So yeah. yeah, I think maybe like in passing. I remember the name pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people have heard about it and just not gotten into it because it's like, I'll just wait for that all to come out. So here's your chance. Starting on the 29th. And there's a, plenty of shit coming out on the 29th too. Speaking, yep, 29th, PS4, Xbox One from Square Enix. We've been waiting for it half of our lives. Yeah, really. Kingdom Hearts 3. 
Yeah, I am extremely excited. I've been watching a bunch of like 30 or 40 minute, uh, you know, wrap ups of like all this story background and everything. Apparently the, the quote unquote memory archives videos that are going to be in the game itself are really good. So yeah. um, I've heard that they're short, concise, and they get all the, the info that you need without a bu- all the extra weird bullshit info. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited to uh, get into Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this as well. Um, we, we knew this was coming. We knew that there was going to be a time um, mm-hmm. when we were just hit by game after game after game. And this started, uh, you know, we, yeah. we predicted all the way back before it was right around fallout 76 i think mm-hmm. it, no it was uh spider-man a yep. little bit of a break and then it was red dead fallout pokemon smash resident yep. evil kingdom hearts anthem it's just For real metro metro yeah um there's so much stuff that you kind of lose your um like you almost lose your way on what you're yeah, really. Like, like I, I don't even. Like, I can't even focus on playing a game because there's so yeah, much shit coming out. Yeah, like as much as I want Metro, I know it's not going to happen for me because there's yeah. just so many other things that I'm like, I'm going to live on this island <laughs> for as long as they let me. Yeah. Until I get fucking evicted and they make me create my own boat and push me out, which I think's originally what happened in Kingdom Hearts One. That's fine. <laughs> they didn't want him, so they remember the guy that uh, the guy that, that dude that reached level ninety nine on the Destiny Islands. Jesus! Christ. In the first game, it took him like three hundred hours or something. <laughs> oh man! All he did was just run around and do those mini games over and over again. I what a god! Why? Why, why the fuck would you? For fucking ragging rights, not bragging rights, ragging <laughs> rights. Because you need to rag to wipe up that bloody asshole. Yeah, man, bathroom. Really? Jesus. So Grim said he's going to be picking this game up day one. Yeah, for Uh, sure. (laughs) I know Grim's been looking forward to this for a long time. (laughs) He's he's actually a huge uh, Goofy fan. Okay, for real though, Grim's into all these JRPGs and the most Japanese game to ever be known to mankind you're not into? Really? (laughs) It is surprising. I guess, but, I mean, the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts was always really weird and, like, didn't fall in line with other Square Enix and, you know, JRPG-style games, so... Right. I mean, the controls of Kingdom Hearts 1 are just, like, pure garbage. Now, yeah, they're pure garbage. At the back time, then, they weren't very good. I was like, But, yeah, he didn't play it back then. Yeah. So, you so, can't now. I, it's, yeah, it's he, way too late. Yeah, he, he can't jump on board. And I could see him maybe picking this game up in, like, a year and being like, Oh, damn, this was really fun. I want to go back and play the other ones, and then we'll have to tell them no. Don't do it. Just because it's a fucking terrible decision. I mean, really, Um, it is very much like, this is something where... I've actually heard from several reviewers that are like, I don't know if... If you're not already a Kingdom Hearts fan, you might not even want to play 3, because it's just so dense. It really is. The story is just like... I mean, it's, it's some, like, fucking Metal Gear Solid level bullshit. And it's unfollowable. There's all of these games that are just pure garbage. There's no reason to ever play them, but they're like story extremely significant. Yep. So like it's it's rough. <laughs> uh, it really is. But uh, yeah, so I've heard a couple people say, "Hey, like don't even go back and like you might not even want to play this if you didn't play the first two if you're not already a fan." And yeah. even if you do get into it when you're not already a fan, uh, definitely do not go back and play the others. Yeah, like, just read about them. 
I say the same thing for Witcher, honestly. Even though The Witcher 1 was interesting for the time, and Witcher okay. 2 was okay, and you could see that they were building towards something really good, but I, I personally did not like The Witcher 2 game. The story's awesome, but the game itself just plays like a dog dick. I didn't mind 2. I found yeah. 1 to be almost unplayable. Oh, 1 is... I mean, one's. I've never recommended anybody play 1. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I, I was okay with it because essentially it was like playing like fucking cow clicker or something, but yeah. like, but there was a good story and that was a time when I was doing a lot of PC gaming anyway. So I was used to sitting for eight hours. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I like Witcher three, just go and play that. But Witcher three, you really don't need the story of any other Witchers cause it's all told to you. Yeah. It's all this right one. There. This one's different. So I don't know. This is going to be a tough one to get into for new people, but I feel like I mean, they're going to do a you know, quick rundown in the beginning. You know if you, like, yeah, they are. You know if you want to play edition. it. I think if uh, if if you're seeing Kingdom Hearts three and like Grim, you're just not interested, and it's like, you know, I'm Final Fantasy is not a big pull for me. Disney's not a big pull for me. If you look at it and you're not into it, don't 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 even try because yeah, you're not going to like it. <laughs> like if you can't be sold by the aesthetics, you don't want to play it because it, it's really not a lot more. <laughs> I, mean, I was actually talking about how. Like, their marketing is so powerful for uh, Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. specifically, it, yeah. that it makes me want to go play Kingdom Hearts 1, and I know that game's pure shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I was, tell- I was, I was yeah. telling you before the show, right. I loaded up NXT, take- uh, NXT TakeOver, which is a WWE, uh, kind of like their intro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, guys. The guys that are still hungry and haven't made it up to the big leagues yet. Yeah, like, yeah, actually, like junior leagues, basically. Yeah, it's filmed at our... Um, it's filmed at the college that we graduated from. Mm-hmm. Um, I loaded up their NXT TakeOver and I started watching it. It was like, brought to you by Kingdom Hearts. And it was like what? commercial after commercial <laughs> for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, And I was like, god damn. WWE's big. Like, you can say what you want about them. Right, yeah. You know, Whether you're a fan or not, like it's a they huge have a lot brand. Of fucking money, and fucking Kingdom Hearts drops a fucking trailer in front of WWE. That's amazing, yeah. big. So we have uh, we 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 have Kingdom Hearts coming out here on Tuesday the 29th. Um, mm. You know, we don't need to sell it to anybody anymore. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll be streaming it. I don't know if I'll stream the whole thing, catalog it like a normal game because it's big. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be probably. But I will stream it here and there for sure. Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, probably, you know, forty, fifty, sixty hours maybe. Yeah, and you can double that for me because I'm gonna do everything that I. Yeah. Uh, it's it's how I do. You know, I do yeah. everything that I can possibly do. I scour everywhere, yep. so it's gonna just take me forever, and I don't want to have three streams. Of me just looking around for one specific item, and then it'd be right like one where I progress the story for two seconds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of those things. Cool. Yep. And also on Tuesday uh, for PS4, Xbox One, also coming to Epic's Game Store uh, is Alpha Genesis One. Grim has been. Uh, yeah, Grim's been talking about this one. I'm I'm still not even sure what I'm seeing when I look at it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how sound got on that one. That was a little weird. Schwartz. Um But, yeah, Alpha Genesis 1 um, has a lot of different mechanics that I've seen throughout mm-hmm. the game. When I looked at this, I was like, this is well too ambitious. Um, okay. yeah. And I, I was like, I don't know how they're going to have, 
you know, their roguelike game, how they're going to have base building, how they're going to have... Uh, and you can go inside this and this base and look around with these NPCs. It's like... A, in the end, it's like a first-person kind of mm. like roguelike shooter. It reminds me of something like um, Earth Defense Force without just the wave after wave yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it kind of just has that feel. Um, but... I mean, I, you know, I, I I'll go out and say this looks good. This looks like something that I could be, um, that I could be into for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I could buy this without actually trying it first. Yeah, that's just me. Um, but I know Grim's been Grim's been going on about this one. Like, he really wants something new. <laughs> like we had talked about earlier in the show. Yeah, yeah like he. And and he's kind of come to terms with, come to terms with it. He likes, he likes the hunt for the game. He likes yeah. the lead up, likes the trailers, and mm-hmm. like buying it. And then after he gets it, he can be like, "Oh man, I'm really not into this as much as I thought it was." And then he sells it, and then he's like, "Man, I shouldn't have sold that yet." That's funny. It's yeah, like, I definitely like, understand that. I mean, I definitely get that. Yeah, uh, but. It looks interesting, and there is something weird kind of behind this game. Um, the game is coming out um, on consoles, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's hitting um, it's hitting PS4, Xbox One, and Epic Games. Uh, the Epic Games Store is the place that you'll be picking that up at um, on PC. Because Steam won't be getting this until next year. Yeah, that's they really have, weird. Uh, they have at A least year exclusivity. A year exclusivity with uh, Epic Game Store. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, and, and that led to a little bit of confusion between us. Grim's like, no, it's coming out on the 29th. And I was like, Steam says it's not coming out until next year. And it mm-hmm. looks placeholder date. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was a bit weird. But uh, officially, yeah, you can grab it at all those places on 29th. Mm-hmm. Bit of a risky move, if you ask me. Yeah. Hey, let's bring out our game the same day that Kingdom Hearts comes out. Yeah, it's kind of like how everybody like abandoned the Anthem release date. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I would have expected everybody to just leave, like just like Kingdom Hearts have this one. You know? Yeah, I expected one title to release. On Maybe come out Tuesday. the day before. They come out even, Monday. Yeah, they, like Kingdom Hearts didn't even try to like pull a different day like some games do. Like Resident Evil pulled out on uh, pulled on a Friday. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, hmm. I really expected this to be solo. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, I did want to extra, uh, you know, take some a second out of uh, what we were doing to to uh, mention the Bomb Fest uh, release. That's going to be on Thursday, the thirty first. This is from uh, uh, the publisher. Uh, that we interviewed, um, Whitethorn Digital, we interviewed uh, Matthew White from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you kickstarted the game, which I, I believe, I think I mentioned the Kickstarter even before we knew we were going to interview. Yeah, yeah, um, I do remember. Because this is uh, somebody, this. this is somebody I met, the, one of the people working on the game itself. I'm now friends with like the whole studio on uh, Facebook, but one of the people specifically I knew from uh, some of the, the Cleveland kind of i don't know like the the professional game game group pretty much game jams yeah game jams uh i met this guy at a couple game jams he goes to a couple of the other events to get you know have people kind of check out what he's working on and everything and uh 
Yeah, I mean, in fact, they just had the Global Game Jam this weekend. Um, I didn't, yeah. I haven't heard anything about it yet to see what people have worked on, but I know there's always some cool stuff coming out of there. So I'm not sure if this was originally a project through that idea or what, but uh, definitely wanted to shout it out. Um, I'll be, I don't know, I, I think I'm, I think I might be getting a PC and an Xbox One code. Uh, if I cool. get a chance to re-choose, I'm going to see if I can grab a Switch code, or I might just end up buying it on Switch as well. Yeah. Um, it ended up, this is actually something that I've kind of mentioned in the past, where like, I, you know, for friends and people local to me that I meet up with and everything, like, I'm going to support them no matter what, mm-hmm. but this actually looks like they made a really good, like, kind of Bomberman style game as well. Yeah. So, like, there's definitely been some stuff in the past that, you know, some students that we went to school with or you know people from the local area that i've talked to and like i backed their game and it just it looks like something i'm not really super interested in but i just want to support them like this is something that actually looks legitimately really good um it came out looking really great so um, i'm really excited to see this yeah it looks super cool um i you know i i didn't know much about this until you know we talked to him i know we had mentioned it in passing here and there mm-hmm. um but yeah it looks really good do we have a price point on on this um grim just popped in and said yeah well that was for the last one i think i, I don't know yeah i don't i think that was for the last one i'm not sure let me look let me see uh 15 bucks 15 bucks yeah. um for like a legitimately good uh multiplayer almost uh reminds me of uh, like overcooked mm-hmm. in a way but if you kind of combine that with like Bomberman and like just toys that would be like things that would kind of be that you would imagine are like toys in a kid's room or something yeah so yeah this looks cool um and if you guys forget about it we'll also update uh release is the 31st yeah. um we'll make sure to uh, remind anyone who is interested uh on the 31st, we'll put out a little, like, PSA, just because, you know, we're friends with a lot of the people who worked on it. Right, so, right. Yeah, it looks good. I'm sorry, it was uh, 20 bucks, 19.99. Oh, okay. I wonder yeah, if it might be still, cheaper on Steam, maybe, or something, I don't know. Yeah, still, I mean, that's not still too bad good. for, yeah. you know, the, you know, like, what, what you're getting. What we're getting, right. Yeah. Right. Cool. And the last game that we had, uh, Friday, February 1st, for PC, Xbox One, and Switch from Chucklefish is Wargroove. Yeah, this was kind of a surprise announcement almost, where they were, you know, this is something that, uh, this is like a Advance Wars style game coming from the publisher of Stardew Valley. That has, you know, since that game came out, I think that was kind of their marquee, and they've been uh, kind of blowing up since then. Um, Definitely. Yeah, Wargrave's looking really cool. It's like uh, sort of, it's medieval, but it's a little bit like starting to almost getting to like Renaissance era, I guess, or whatever's in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, Enlightenment, I guess. So, uh, game's looking really good. Um, they were kind of suddenly like, oh, hey, it's coming out February 1st. <laughs> it's <was laughs> like, holy shit. So, uh, we actually have a news story about this too later, but... Uh, Basically, this is um, going to have crossplay included to begin with because it's turn-based, so there's no like system preference that makes you any better or worse, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be releasing later for PS4, and people think that the reason it's releasing later is because they're working out how to do the crossplay. That could be. So, 
Um, it will eventually be on PS4, uh, just not yet. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to pop over some gameplay of this into the live stream so we could kind of talk about that really quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to see what uh, what it all looks like. And, of course, we get a Captain Obvious uh, Hotel.com Great. ad. All right, we're good. Um, so have you seen any of the gameplay for this yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, it basically looks like Advance Wars. Okay. Um, if Grim was asking about Bombfest on PS4, that is coming to PS4 as well, but it's going to be delayed. Yeah. Probably for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, it has an interesting gameplay, or has an interesting, um, interesting look to it. Yeah. yeah. Almost, like, kind of... Uh, a little bit more bit art style, uh, like Castle Crashers almost, in the like combat. I definitely get that like kind of fat head vibe on the characters. Uh, and then the overworld is just, I mean, a, a, again, a little bit grainier version of uh, like Advance Wars. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really into the look of it. I mean, I'm I'm liking that a lot. Yeah, definitely look it up. Um, I think it's PC Games N on YouTube has a 40 minute um, Wargroup gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in that, uh, you know, feast on that and see what you think. You have a little bit of time until the first to uh, yeah. really decide. And cool. I'm loading that up to catch a price point as well. Cool. And while he does that, um, that's it for all the games uh, releasing this week. If there is something that we did miss, let us know over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. We'll pop that one into next week's show um, if we deem it worthy. Uh, so quickly, I do want to um, I do want to just point out we did the VIP demo of Anthem. You can yeah. also check out the uh, open beta for this. Uh, this will be open to everybody. Hopefully they'll have um, a little bit smoother of a launch for this because there's going to be a lot more people. Um, and this one kicks off February 1st, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it's the 1st through the 3rd. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think servers open up, what was it, like 1, 1 p.m. our time or something like that, Eastern Standard Time? Something like um, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of have to pay attention to... Um... Oh, it looks like it's 12. My bad. Um, okay. So I'll be opening it up at noon. So... Uh, get in on that. You can go download the Anthem demo right now on the PlayStation Network uh, or anywhere else you feel like uh, checking that out. Mm-hmm. Just type in Anthem demo. I know on PSN it just automatically like filled. Yeah, it um, knows what you're looking for. <laughs> it knows exactly what you're looking for with the yeah. smart uh, search now. Did you find a price point? I did not. Okay. I'm thinking it's like 25 maybe 30 Okay. Yeah, uh, so, you know, if that, that is something, uh, just double-check and see if you can find something on, uh, on Wargroove before you really, I guess, commit to buying it. Yep. I don't know how much, I, I don't know what the max on that I would pay would be. But yeah, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a pretty good tactical, like, a little bit different than, like, Fire Emblem-style tactics. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, I'd probably pay up to 40 max for it, but it would have to be a really good one to get 40 out of me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the weekly news, man. All right. So, um, sure enough, before the first one is even out, uh, it's already been greenlit to have a Detective Pikachu sequel 
Detective Pikachu 2? Detect 2 Pikachu? Detect 2 Pika 2. Lightning Tail. Maybe Detective Eevee? Detective Eevee? Detective Meowth, where you see everything from... Or, like, Meowth is a criminal, and, like, the detective's after him, but he's, like, you know, doing weird shit. Yeah, and he has a bunch of cat puns. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd watch that. I'd Um, watch that. But Detective Pikachu does look good. I think it looks great. Um, Yeah, I think it looks amazing. You know, I'm going to definitely go and see it. Not even for the main story. Main story, I think, will be fine. I want to see all the dumb shit in the background. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to, like, I almost want to take, like, a little, like, like, a pen and paper just to Mm -hmm. write down all the Pokemon I see. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really good. It's also, uh, the writer that's working on Pikachu 2, or, uh, you know, Detective Pikachu 2 has also worked on Cloverfield Paradox. He's working on Men in Black International, and he has also done Sonic the Hedgehog and 22 Jump Street. Oh, boy. So this guy's prolific. Yeah, he's well. He's he's worked on a few things. We'll see what happens with the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Jim Carrey's in it though. I mean, what? Hell yes, he plays Gyarados. It. <laughs> no, I, I mean, know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, in Sonic. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, he plays he plays Doctor Robotnik. Wow, that'll be good. Which, which is really weird. <laughs> but if Jim Carrey is in on it, you know, you really can't. It's probably automatically a win. <laughs> Um, at this point in his career, it's not like he's just taking roles for because, you know, he needs the money or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point in his career, he like yeah, it, it, it's what what he can bring to the role. Like if you watched all of Kidding, mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have to do this shit, like right. for money anymore. He does it because it's he can bring something really crazy. Yeah, he's such an interesting actor. He's a All weird right. guy in general. He's a weird guy in general. All right, so um, we learned that not only is so not only does Sony have an unannounced studio uh, that is possibly working on something related to Uncharted or mm. The Last of Us or Naughty Dog or something in that uh, in that line, uh, they're mass hiring people and they found their lead animator. Um, their lead animator is James Martinchek. Uh, he was, he, he most recently worked on Red Dead Redemption 2. He also worked on The Last of Us and Uncharted 4. Um, he joins the ranks of ex-Sony alumni such as Quentin Cobb, who is, who, uh, you know, on the live stream we're looking at his Twitter, who is introducing James as the new lead animator, um, Mm -hmm. on this. And, um... Yeah, they, it looks like Sony's been not only, uh, you know, have, have they had this idea, but they've been recruiting people since early last year. Um, at least Quentin was signed in May of last year. Um, they've been really piling on talent, like they, specifically people with like multiplayer experience or games with multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the people have kind of been talking about like, could this be like a new branch for Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. you know, within Sony or whatever? Um, and if so, you know, could that be something new in the direction of The Last of Us, or mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be something completely, uh, completely random? And some of the names being tossed around, if uh, it's not something from Naughty Dog and it's just something for the multiplayer front, some of the names 
that have been tossed around as like SOCOM and MAG, which is interesting. Um, it's always kind of cool to see um, when a new studio forms and you get to see all this talent kind of mm-hmm. walk through the door. Yeah. As they have all this different experience. You know, these guys might have worked on Uncharted 4 together and Last of Us together. But then they broke off and he worked on Red Dead Redemption, which is had to have been a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. Working for Rockstar rather than working for Naughty Dog and Sony. Yeah. So, uh, you know, ha- having that um you know, having that experience um kind of brings a different dynamic, uh especially for a lead animator. So, I just thought that was kind of cool. We'll keep an eye out and see who else kind of comes aboard uh, and kind of where they come from. So, you know, just to get an idea of what kind of talent we're looking at. Right. All right. And uh, up next was something that I was like, I'm not sure if I should keep this. I'm not sure if it pertains really to video games Mm -hmm. in the way that we usually talk about video games. Um, But, um, wait, what is this? My bad. Yeah, it looks interesting though. Yeah. Very, uh, I don't remember putting this article down here. No, that's, that's not the one I have loaded up from clicking the link in the <laughs> That's weird. I don't know where that came from. It looks like it might have like switched or something. Anyhow, uh, here's oh, I see it. Okay. the real uh, the yeah. real article. Algorithmic joins the Adobe family. The Adobe family um, houses, uh, you know, uh, Photoshop, um, Illustrator, and you know their big family of. Um, I want to say just 2D, but it is kind of 2D and 3D mm-hmm. uh, tools for creating art. Uh, Algorithmic owns Substance Painter and Designer, which is now an industry standard for creating the textures within video games that you love. Um, not only is it easier for us as artists to create the textures with these, it also allows us to um, house a lot of tools all in one place, including baking out. Uh, your maps so you know the textures are so you don't have to bake your maps out in one program and then transfer them to another where issues can't happen it's all done in one place Mm -hmm. um and photoshop used to be the standard it still kind of is in a lot of places the industry standard for creating textures Uh um so people will take their uh their uvs of their object or whatever like if it's like someone's face they uh you know, cut along all the seams, lay the face flat, and then they'll take it into like Photoshop and they'll paint in the skin color and all the stuff that makes the character, you know, have color to their skin. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and some of the bake details. Photoshop used to be the standard for that. Uh, now people use Photoshop and Substance Painter in a lot of cases kind of bounce back and forth but substance painter really allows for you to look at your model in a 3d space and paint on it in a 3d space so you can get like up underneath like the the hairline if the hair kind of lays over the face a bit you can get up underneath and look inside the hairline so there isn't any weird surprises when you pop the character in the game and they have a big fucking blank spot in the top of their forehead because you didn't paint the hairline um 
so it's kind of interesting that the old industry standard has now uh, uh, has now basically bought the right to have the new industry standard on there, mm-hmm. like under their umbrella, and that's kind of interesting. I don't know why. Um, I I don't know why. Like, I didn't look into details on why this happened, and I do kind of see a lot of, like, issues with it. Um, like, the well, argument being, like, oh, no, well, Adobe couldn't keep up, and someone created something new that's bigger and better, and then they just bought them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, you know, that's problematic. But, um, yeah, I mean, so far, you know, they're saying nothing changes. Uh, your current license that I like, I own Substance Painter and Designer One, and of course, you know, like Photoshop and several others. Um, none of those licenses will get like kicked to the curb or anything. Mm-hmm. I'll still own all those licenses. Um, so that's good, but I do imagine that uh, Adobe will pop that uh, into their. Now, now they, uh, Adobe has made it much harder to just own Photoshop or just own a program. Um, they want you to do their monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine you're going to be able to subscribe to like whatever, you know, toggle on, toggle off, whatever you want um, to subscribe to month by month. Um, and I think we'll see all the algorithmic stuff kind of join that rotation, which is smart. You know, they're going to make more money that way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. especially people forget about it and like, oh shit, I forgot to cancel, <laughs> you know, my, my Adobe, uh, uh, thing for this month since I'm not going to be, since I'm not going to be doing any texturing this month. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought it was kind of worthy to talk about since this is basically where, um, all of the flavor of the objects that we see in video games, uh, from environment to character to prop modeling, hard service, where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. So, huh. Oof, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I know a lot of people have issues with Adobe in general. Mm-hmm. So, they were really cool to me when I, uh, um, a full sale gave us a Mac with uh, a license to uh, Photoshop, and mm-hmm. so I, you know, of course, I owned Photoshop, but I owned it for Mac. I bought a PC. I was like, I want it on PC. You know, yeah. I got them to just transfer it over. They did that for free. That's pretty I cool. Didn't, that didn't, they didn't have to do that. They could have said, no, you need to buy it for PC. You own it for Mac. Mm-hmm. But um, So I, I've never really had too much of a problem with uh, uh, with Adobe. In the, I've been using their products since like 2005. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been pretty good. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, so we have... Um, I guess this is this one started out as a rumor, and now it's I just been a, agreed on that it's happening. Um, there's going to be a Resident Evil television series on Netflix. Gulp. Um, so a yeah. German production distribution company behind the Resident Evil movies. Uh, it's probably Yui Ball's left nut sack. Um, so they're they're still looking for a showrunner. And that means they probably have not got any actors on board yet. But it's being written. They're looking for a showrunner. Um, and they're just waiting for the Monster Hunter movie to wrap up so they can pull yeah, really. uh, Mila Yakovich over to be the star. Probably. 
I don't get her connection to Capcom. Yeah. At all. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say she's done anything good for the series. <laughs> I mean, she probably hasn't heard it, but she certainly hasn't helped. I don't know. That's weird. I think with the re- remake of 2 and the mm-hmm. release of 7 and everything they did with 7, they're in a really good spot with Resident Evil now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to bring her back into the mix of things. You notice shit starts going downhill when you ne- when you uh, bring her name around. <laughs> when yeah. did the first Resident Evil movie come out? Uh, 2004? Let's take a look. I don't know. First Resident Evil movie. Where's the date? Um... 2002. Hmm. Its budget was 288 million. Its box office was 1.2 billion. Yeah. So they did well, obviously, capitalizing on video games. Um, mm. But let's see when. Evil, well, let's see when Resident Evil 4 came out. Yeah. <laughs> because. 2005 there I don't think Resident Evil 3 let me see when Resident Evil 3 came out just to be sure 99 Mm. so between 99 and 2005 they released a slew of really shitty Resident Evil games yeah that's true I'm gonna go ahead and attribute the big change from Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 5 to them casting her in the movie and ruining the entire thing. (laughs) That's really funny. God damn. She needs to stop dick punching video games. Yeah, Monster Hunter, you're next. Damn, it is the... It is the... This is the the production company that made the movies as well. Six movie series with Paul Uh, Anderson. That's brutal. And they were all bad. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be mad the whole time. No. Apparently they were trying, uh, <laughs> even last month they were trying to look at making another Resident Evil movie with a new cast. So like, well, uh, who knows what they're up to. But apparently they think that the Netflix TV way is the, the good way to go. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll put any old shit out there on Netflix. They're like the steam of television series world. You mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. South Park made a really good uh, a really good episode on that. Where Butters was like, oh yeah, you know, anyone can make a Netflix series. And they even made fun of it in the Fractured Butthole game. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, anyone will pick up any old uh, like Netflix show. All you have to do <laughs> is basically have a green card. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's funny. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let everyone digest that for a second. Let the anger flow out of them for this next next piece alright so Dreams of course has had I think two demos um, which we have yet to get into a single one of them but the people who have got into it are creating some wild shit already mm. um, first off we've seen the recreation of hold on They've the PT PT in dreams. Uh, PT is actually peep toad fart from Austin. Is what it stands for. From Austin, yeah. Yeah. 
And it looks incredibly good. Yeah, Dreams is like I still I, I got invited finally to that uh, public, you know, semi-public I guess beta that they were working on. Oh yeah, I still yeah. haven't loaded it up because I'm like intimidated by it. Sure. Um, but you know, it's this game is a video game engine, but in video game form. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what any of the controls are going to be like, so I do find it very interesting that we're going to be using a console mm-hmm. uh, controller to make stuff like this. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, but they've also recreated Dead Space. Uh, I don't even know how that happens. I don't even know how that would work. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like, and why are they recreating so many like horror games? Yeah. That's very interesting. And in this bubbly, like, when I think of dreams, I think of this, I think of Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it has like a, a feel to it. So, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll continue to see more disgusting shit on this as yeah, people get on the bandwagon. Crazy cool shit going on, yeah. So, uh, it, it has me excited for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I want to get in there and I want to check out uh, because you can check out things that people have made. They just upload them, um, just like they did with Little Big Planet. They upload their creations. You can download their creations. Um, and I remember in Little Big Planet playing things like um, people would create a lot of wipeout based Little Big Planet. Man, that game's thing. based on me wiping my ass. And it's basically just high punched, punched in the face a bunch, but it's still really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something to definitely look out for. Yep. All right. Next is something that sounds negative, but it's not. <laughs> and yeah, this was something that we definitely kind of talked to each other about just to make sure that we were on the same kind of not hopeful, but you know, not scared page, I guess. Right. So Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven creative director has left. Oh, damn. Try to pronounce that name. Oh shit. Um, his name <laughs> Good is. Good luck. Sebastian Stepani? Stepping it. Stepping? Stepping. 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 Steppenwolf. He has moved to Blizzard working as the creative director on an unnamed project. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people. Diablo 4. uh, Took a big heavy shit in their underwear Mm -hmm. right away. Mm They're like, oh my god, this is the end. Cyberpunk isn't even going to fucking make it to the finish line. And that's the thing a lot of people don't know about. When they see someone leave, they immediately like attribute that to being negative. They left the company for this reason. Yep. Um, in real, in in reality, the reason he's probably left is mm. because his job is complete. <laughs> uh, they don't yeah, have anything I mean, else for him. Um, yeah, I mean, is as a you know, creative director is not game director. So it's entirely possible that, I mean, it is possible that he just got poached, and that's true. Um, Could be. And you know, it's it's just well, we figured it out. I'm going to move on. I'm going to get a lot of money over here. I want to move to Seattle or whatever. I mean, who knows? But it also could be that the story for the game is done. The voice recording is for the game is done. Um, there's you know, nothing gonna... creatively left for him to direct. Right. So it's possible when... that it's like, you know, he's just, he's finished with his thing and he's just ready to move on to do something new. And more so, it that could mean that 
Cyberpunk 2077 is in post-production. Yeah, it could mean it's closer creating, than we think. Yeah, that they're creating nothing more because... they're. Or the DLC will just be handled by other people. That's true, yeah. yeah. And they have been buying... Um, CD Projekt Red has been buying other people to help them with... Um, like multiplayer and stuff like that uh, that mm. we've talked about in the past. I can't remember the name of the company specifically. Um, but, yeah, I, to me, I look at this, and at first I was like, oh, shit, what are we looking at? When I saw name leaves, and I was like, creative director, that means his job's done. And I've been saying that I think this game is going to come out late this year, early next year. Damn. I would Can not you imagine be if this was a Christmas release, dude? I would fully cream. I would not be surprised for them to bomb E uh, E3 again. Oh, that would be so cool. And they, like, if if they do, they'll have their own stage, and like, like yeah. not their own stage, but they'll have their own time on stage. Right. And they'll have a, they'll have a show for whoever gets that, and it probably will be. I know Microsoft has teamed up with them in the past, so yeah, it'll probably be Microsoft, and it'll probably be. This year, we'll have people out on stage talking with them. Um, mm-hmm. If we see that, I can almost guarantee that we'll have this game this year. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. I've been. It wasn't just being hopeful. It's just being. Where are they at? I mean, mm-hmm. what what else have they been working on since Witcher Three? They did their DLCs, which well, how many years has that been? Three, maybe four. Yeah, something like that. And to think that they have been working on nothing but DLC at CD Projekt Red mm. um, since Witcher went gold, I think is crazy to say that that would be the only thing they're working on. Right. I would like to say that you know half the team or you know at least a third of the team uh, was doing preliminary work for this at the end of Witcher. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, this game's had its what. Five years? Uh, yeah. If not more? I mean, since probably the creative director was on board with this as long ago as whenever they finished story content for Witcher 3, right? Right. So maybe six, seven years? At least. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I was talking about this with the more Dragon Age I've been playing, the more, you know, it kind of helps to, you know, I know a lot of the history and everything. Like, so Dragon Age Origins was in production off and on or you know for some some amount for like six or seven years Mm -hmm. and then they were able to crank out dragon age 2 in a year and a half which is pretty fucking impressive considering you know even even knowing what dragon age 2 was when it came out a year and a half is pretty fucking good so yeah you know it's it's almost like the et of its era (laughs) uh whoops but uh whoops uh you know it's like They've had a long time to work on this. I know CD Projekt Red takes their time on shit. Yeah. Um, they are not afraid to delay a game like a year. <laughs> yeah. Or- like they will fully... I mean, we remember... I, I can't remember who it was, but remember that one studio that was delaying some game? Like they would delay it by like a week at a time and they delayed it like three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like, remember Like CD Projekt like. Red will be like, this is a 2045 game now. <laughs> Like, yeah. they will just push something a hundred years. <laughs> this game will literally come out in 2077. <laughs> right. That's the that's the date of release. So, like, um, you know, it, it's it, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I would love to see this soon, but I could see I'm going to take another year on it. We'll right. just have to see. 
Um, so I mean, it could, <coughs> it, yeah, it really could go either way. Um, but most likely, from, the core games like, creative section is done. Think about think about what we've seen so far. I Just mean, game the gameplay that they showed was extremely finished. That looked incredibly finished. Right, like shockingly finished. So th- that was the reason right after we saw that. And actually before that, when I was listening to people say what they saw behind closed doors after E3, I was like, this game's close to done. Mm-hmm. This game has maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think this could be a, could be a Christmas game um, with no pushes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But... I definitely respect these guys on the front of them just, you know, being one of those companies that's like, hey, this is done when it's done. I'm not gonna, we're not going to push out something uh, and then patch it later to make, mm-hmm. you know, just so we can make our deadline. So, yeah, uh, yeah. don't look at uh, Sebastian's departure from the company, even though he's been there for 12 years, um, as a negative thing. It just might have been his time to move on and he found a really good opportunity at Blizzard to work on something that he could be a huge fan of, to be honest. I mean, if it's indeed like Diablo 4, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a lot of creative directors that are within companies that would go, yeah, I'm going to pass up this opportunity to work on something I'm not even sure is ready yet. Right. Or something right. you know we haven't even talked about yet. So, you know, if, and that's in the case of, like, something like Witcher 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? He could have just said, you know, I've done my time with Witcher. He's been there 12 years, which would be at least through, I would uh, say, the end of two 1. 2 and 3. 2, 3, yeah. and Cyberpunk, at least. Maybe at least. maybe a little bit on the end of 1. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, he might have just looked at it like, I've done my time here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go relax at Blizzard. And it's not like, like he would have saw the company grow from nothing. So that's cool. Right. Huh. All right. And next was a little bit of just transparency from Nintendo on something that they've been uh, very silent on. Mm-hmm. Um, so two, uh, what was it, two E3s ago, they brought up the Metroid Prime 4 logo for the Nintendo Switch. Everyone freaked out. Um mm-hmm. And then we've heard nothing about it. Uh, yeah. Well, it was... Let me get the date. January 25th, two days ago, on their uh, on their official Nintendo uh, YouTube, and I think they might have broke the news maybe on like Twitter or something, mm-hmm. uh, that there was a developmental update for Metroid Prime 4 for the Switch. And... Basically, what this video says is uh, we did not like what was being made for Metroid Prime 4. It didn't stand up to a Metroid Prime game. It didn't stand up to Nintendo standards. So we are hitting the reset switch on development for Metroid Prime 4. Um, it, they kind of talk shit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. In this video about... This dude's like, going to get hit. <laughs> what's, what's went down. Um so I, I'm not sure what they had had. I, I would really be interested to see, maybe after Metroid Prime 4 comes out, mm-hmm. what the other company did have and what was so terrible with it. Um, but they have swapped, and they're going to be having... Uh, uh, let me see if I can find his name. 
Yeah, I'm getting pretty close to it. Um, yeah, right there. It was mm-hmm. uh, Kensuke Tanabe working um, the who is the producer. Uh, he's going to be working interest in collaboration with the studio that developed the original Metroid Prime series, uh, mm-hmm. which is Retro Studios, which is based here in the United States. Um, they're restarting development from the beginning. So you can go ahead and mark the 25th or right around the first of the year as the official start date for when Metroid Prime has yep. uh, started being developed, uh, which is something really rare that we usually don't get. We usually don't know when games start to be developed. We usually have to kind of guess on how long a game has been in development by what they were working on previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't the case. So... Uh, we will see Metroid Prime 4 in 2022. Yeah. See you see later, my friends. Oh, boy. God damn. Uh, yeah, that's... There's definitely some shade that they were throwing around there, but... Uh, yeah, it'll probably be for the ultimate good of the game. And Nintendo has really been... The company culture, I think, has really been changing... Um. So, I, I, hopefully for the better. We'll have to see. I mean, Nintendo definitely still has some weird shit that they do sometimes. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, let's scoot along and talk about some other bad shit going on with Nintendo. Sure. Uh, they are going to go ahead and just shut right down the uh, Wii Shop channel. Um, yeah. So, that is... Uh, I mean, I don't. the Wii was really weird. A lot of things about the Wii, the Wii were odd. So, like... You had to, like, download something from the store to get the shop. And then, basically, that, <laughs> like, app, uh, which is the Wii Shop channel or whatever, that's going away. So, um, you know, this is more of the, like, fears around um, kind of digital, like, all digital, the all digital future of games that for sure is coming. Right. Where, like, Nintendo can just turn off the shop channel and you can never buy anything again. Um, you'll lose the ability. Uh, so let's just look at the game form article here. Um, uh, at the end of this week, uh, Nintendo is going to become the biggest player in the game to shut down a digital distribution shop, effectively ending the ability to download or re-download anything from the Wii Shop. Um, yeah, the Wii Shop will no longer be accessible. Uh, since there are, if there are games that you have paid for but do not have currently downloaded on your Wii, you have until January thirtieth to. Uh, get them onto the system memory or an SD card before Nintendo severs uh, the service. Meaning that WiiWare games, virtual console games, and any content that needs to be downloaded, like channels, are going to go away. So if you have like Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, uh, the, the base version, and you don't have the patch loaded, you'll never be able to download it again. And there is a game-breaking bug that makes it impossible to pass a certain point in the original version that's not patched. So if yeah, you have a disc copy that you put in your Wii, you can never beat the game potentially. Yeah. So if you pick up, like, if you're not a, ba- you know, if you didn't get it originally and you don't have all the stuff downloaded, and you pick up like a Wii U to play this game for whatever reason, mm-hmm. on in its original form on its original system, yeah. you're never you're never gonna finish it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really but, like this is a huge loss, especially since 
the Wii was successful at least. Like the Wii oh, yeah. U was not very successful, and the Wii U store is going to stay open. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think that's just—I don't know. I think their mentality here is, yeah, we're going to close down this store. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get any of this stuff anymore mm-hmm. if you don't currently have it. Yeah. But Skyward Sword can be purchased elsewhere without this progress blocking glitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to own the, you know, Wii U just to play this. You can own, you know, or the Wii to play this. You can own the Wii U to play this. You can own other places that will have right. this this patch available. Right. Um, and you can bet if you're really hard up for, you know, getting this, you can probably find everything you need online for download. Mm-hmm. To be mm-hmm. fair, sure it's a little more sketchy that way. But. <sighs> well, not only that, but like part of my beef with that too is that if you put up shit that is along the lines of like, you know, if I go and put up a website that has patches for games that were on the original Wii, Nintendo's right. gonna sue your ass. That's true. Like, it's not like they're a company that's totally fine with like, oh, okay, we got rid of it, so you're not competing with us anymore, so you can just do whatever you want. It's fine. Like, they will hunt you down and destroy your website. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's extra bad that it's them doing it and not, like, you know, Microsoft or Sony that kind of don't really give a huge shit about it. Or Steam, which definitely gives zero shit about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's people in the comments that are like, isn't this effectively stealing? Like, I paid for these games and I can't access them. And people are like, yeah, pretty much. And one guy was being a contrarian asshole and was like, uh, yeah, if somebody stole, like, a toy that you bought when 20 years ago that you don't play with anymore. It's like, yeah, but it's still mine. Like, you know, even if it's true that, like, oh, you're probably not playing your Wii anyways. Like, that's true, but I still fucking bought it. <laughs> you know? Like, right, right. They still got yeah, my I money. It's not this. like they're giving me a gift card. It's not like they're giving me a, a $100 gift card for the wii u shop or something you know what i mean right like they're right. just taking shit away from you yeah so yeah we'll have to see how it goes yeah yeah we'll we'll see what happens um i imagine some of these games might have a um like i don't know i feel like they could create something else you know what i mean they could bring in like they, they the could... retro studio that has all of your ds light and wii and eventually wii u stuff on it or something they could, yeah. That's just like a new zone, I guess. I don't know. So, I mean, we can throw all the hate at them right now, and then later you're just going to reciprocate that later uh, when they decide to bring out, you know, everything from the NES all the way up to the Wii U in one convenient place on the Switch. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Um, um yeah, so I I mean we definitely mentioned it before, but uh, Wargroove is going to have uh, crossplay between different platforms. Um, let's see the for sure on PC, Switch, and Xbox One at launch, there will be crossplay between the systems. Um, and you know they said uh, the you know the PS4 version of Wargroove is launching at a later date, so that's probably what's delaying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also play locally with up to four player co-op which is pretty awesome so um, i'm kind of curious on how the multiplayer is going to be working with this 
Yeah, so I'm not just sure. player versus player, you kind of build your team and then you go up against other teams? Are they... Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Is is it, like, are they going to be placed on one side of the map and you on the other side of the map and you kind of work your way through PvE until you guys run into each other? Something I, I like that. Know. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. a lot of interesting options. Uh, this game continues to... Uh, I am like super like pumped sound, for it. I, sound interesting. Like, yeah. this was supposed to come out in, like, the beginning of last year. Uh-huh. So it's been pushed a lot. So, But uh, I'm, I'm really excited to finally be able to get a chance to get into it. Hell yeah. It's a pretty small team that was working on it, if I remember. Cool. Um, um, one of the other things that I wanted to point out that's not necessarily on our... Uh, um, on our little list here, Atomic mm. Hearts did oh, have yeah. a ten-minute gameplay demo, um, and it continues to like look really, really good. Damn. This beginning area, yeah, um, the the wobble and the frame rate was a mm-hmm. little low. Um, yeah. It looked incredibly good, but it did make me kind of like a little nauseous at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but after I watched for a bit, I started to feel better about it. He's uh, the character runs and hides from um, some like little that's me going to take a shit (laughs) these little walking like metal spheres with razor blades on the top of their head Mm -hmm. he hides from what was about between four and like five or six of them something yeah um and after that he kind of just runs through he's going through this lush like wooded area and he sees uh it looks like almost a robot monkey on this running across this log he takes a few shots at it um, it runs off, so he kind of continues on. He's pushed his way to a house, um, a house that looks like damn. It looks like it's running on uh, like solar, or it's running on uh, like, like wind. wind. Yeah. And it has all these interesting looking turbines, but it still has all this farming equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shoots down um, uh, a drone and picks up some smokes because fuck it, Hell yeah. not. This is uh, the, the, this is Russia, and. Yep. He, you know, he finds some other interesting stuff. He looks out over this vast, um, damn, th- this vast like area, kind of valley area. Yeah. yeah, it's like a valley area behind this house, and he needs a carabiner hook so he can slide down this um, this cable. There's mm-hmm. a dead guy laying next to the house. Um, he can't go into the house, so he goes into the barn, and that's where he finds, I think, the carabiner. Um, damn, and it's looking really good. And he gets jumped by a uh, a synth, which was really cool. Mm. Uh, the synth was very surprising. It was almost startling when mm. it when it came up because it just grabs a hold of him and it has like a boner, just a texture over it. Damn, face. it yeah. looks fake, and yeah. it's like just crazy. It shoves him down this big hole and he wakes up in this Damn. underground, um, this Russian like underground Bunker thing that zone. reminds me of metroish rapture from yeah uh bioshock and well yeah, yeah the uh you know what's interesting is uh, this is something that's really cool about metro if you look into metro the the subway in moscow actually is designed to be a nuclear bomb shelter yeah and yeah, like cool. they're they have a lot of uh um and like dc has this too where there's like a lot of underground kind of survival areas not really bunkers but like this was built for some purpose like this is a storeroom and also it can be used as a bunker it can you know function I mean? as... it's kind of like uh kind of like how the tunnels like in new york city for like running booze and shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um there's like 
you know, they now they're used for storage or, you know, some sewage and, like, internet cables go through them and shit like that. Like, the catacombs right. in France that were used to store dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of, like, really cool places like this in the world that are kind of forgotten. And uh, they make it really interesting to... Damn, these synths are fucking spooky, huh? They are. They are sketchy as fuck, man. I don't like fuck, them, man. And they just want to kick your shins to death, too. They just run up on you, and they have this baby-ass ass head with, like, a synth a synth body. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I have yet to see one of them use, um, like, a weapon, a weapon? like a yeah. gun. I wonder why um, that is. So that's something to pay, <laughs> pay mm-hmm. attention to. But the game... It, it has looks amazing. such such a good feel to it. Yeah, and it's got a great vibe. Like it's, it, it has, it has that horror element that uh-huh. Bioshock had. It's it's not in your face about it. It's very underlined. Yeah, and it's like a it's like a building sense of dread, and also the idea that like you'll know when an enemy's coming. It's not like Resident Evil, just they're suddenly there or whatever. Like you right. know when you're about to get into a match, but every fight, even though obviously you're you know, designed to win, every fight is still like, wow, I don't know how this is going to go. You know? Yeah. Uh, Which when is really he, cool. This part that we're watching right now, he's fighting two synths, and he kind mm. of like eyeballed the first one. And when he was coming up and I originally saw this, I was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. He could barely survive the last one that he fought. Yeah, and but he's, of, he's learning. Yeah, and all of the damage, um, that's how you kind of know how, how good or bad you're mm-hmm. doing because the enemy... You know they take damage, and it's, yeah, you can see them. You can see like the their heads barely hanging on, right? And it's and like, like I, they've got I fluids coming out and shit. Yeah, he's about done. Um, but the game kind of progresses. They have this like underground, uh, like it almost reminds me of like a ski lift, but with pods. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. And he, you know, he progresses down into this area where these pods are going, still moving. They're still moving up and down. Uh, so you have to kind of dodge them. They're trying to do their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it kind of turns into a puzzle. How do I dodge these? Um, after he makes it down, he comes into... It, it's more like a uh, like a herbology area. Mm, mm-hmm. Where it's like they have like a bunch of like hydroponics and stuff like where they're growing... Hell yeah, growing pot. Like, maybe. They're, they're growing all sorts of like different plants, maybe food. I'm not sure what all they're growing there. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is unsettling. Damn. In this uh, in this one space that they get into, I'm trying to find exactly where that's at because it was like, what in the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right here. Baby bot. Uh, I'll turn on the oh, sound boy. for a second. Holy shit! All of the. All of the windows are flapping open and closed. Shit. And I don't like you're that. like, what the fuck? I, I was watching it and I was expecting something just Fucked off up the wall to happen. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until he got into the next area Damn. that it did indeed happen. Um, he's looking around. He's seeing all these things being like pierced by these wires. Mm-hmm. And then this huge fucking ball rolls out and legs come oh out. shit and hell yeah it's like oh my Incredibles. god that's so good um so yeah uh you know this 10 minute you can look it up i think ign had the um, yeah the original post for atomic cards 10 minutes of gameplay go check that out um you can actually 
go to buy.munfish.com and I think you can pre-order it. And with mm-hmm. pre-order, you get a ton of cool stuff as well as a discount. So the $60 game, could you could potentially get it for 10 or 15 bucks off. Yeah. Um, so I definitely recommend uh, getting this game, A, digitally, and B, pre-ordering it to support these guys that uh, mm-hmm. are making something that's completely different. So... That was my that was my random thing for the day that I didn't really put in here. I actually had something else kind of in this spot, and we took it out, and I yeah. put this one in. That's um, cool. Cool. And uh, do you want to run this stuff on the after show, or do you want to run this stuff now? Yeah, let's go ahead. Cool. Um, go ahead. So, yeah, we, we did want to call out a couple. There's two things that we wanted to specifically mention. So the first one is we finally have another Humble Bundle that I'm into, oh, yeah. which is big for me. You know, yeah. I used to really love my Humble Bundles, and they've been weak since, uh, what was it, IGN that took this over? IGN, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they finally have a good one. Uh, the uh, Humble RPG Book Bundle, specifically Numenera. Um, this is kind of a new, uh, Numenera is a, a second take on um, Torment. Uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they they kind of are trying to do something a little different with it. Um, so for a dollar or more... You get the Numenera Discovery and Numenera Destiny core rulebooks. So those are in two slightly different campaign settings, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Technology Compendium, the Beastary, uh, looks like a couple adventures, and then yeah. uh, a few maps and things like that. Uh, for eight or more, you get the Player's Guide, and you'll also get uh, the Beastary 2, Explorer's Guide, Into the Deep Mission, Devil's Spine Mission, um, kind of like a romantic subplot background information and a couple more um uh like some kind of like explanation books that are like okay here's how you can kind of mess with narrative and do some other cool things like that yeah for like building up yeah. uh, upon your world it looks like at least the last yep like four in two or three or four maybe yeah so and then uh, if you do 15 or more you'll also get the ninth world guidebook which is the main setting um into the Outside mission, Jade Colossus mission, Escape from the Jade Colossus mission, um, a, a Lovecraftian uh, rule set, Alternate Dimensions, Injecting Weird, uh, Into the Violet Veil, Skyne of Blackbone Bride, and a couple more map packs. Not bad. So a whole bunch. Uh, whole these are going to be hard to of, <laughs> organize. Yeah, a whole bunch of really good... Uh, yeah, really cool uh, stuff. And I know Numenera is something I wanted to get into. It's kind of like a post-apocalypse but like the world has recovered from the post-apocalypse and we're getting ready to kind of set into a new gear and get back on track yeah um in like a sort of future sci-fi magic fantasy setting so really cool oh yeah yeah it looks like some pretty good stuff here for um 15 bucks how how many books is that that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight books. Twenty-eight it's crazy. books. PDF version. Yeah. Yep. Um, that you're gonna that that you could digest like less than a dollar a book, and you're gonna be getting like if you have even if you're even if you're brand new to it, this gives you every single tool. To run something, even if your friends don't live near you. Yep, everything you need to get rolling. Yeah. So with roll twenty being you know out there and just free for anyone to use, this right. is uh, this is smart. For sure. 
Cool. Um, and I also wanted to uh, I also wanted to mention something from Kickstarter, something I kind of wanted to do weekly. Um, and this week being uh, this coming up week being Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. uh, I found the third edition, the Ultimate Gaming Library, and this edition is Kingdom Hearts. Um, this is. This is the yeah. This is the third edition of the game. There are two other or third edition of the book. There are two other editions. I think um, it's a four hundred page hardcover uh, of the Kingdom Hearts, the entire saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I'm not sure where you can get those other two editions um, or what you need to do. But you can pick right. this one up. Uh, a standard, um, the standard hardback is about thirty eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty much on par. You can expect to find something like this yeah. at your bookstore for like forty bucks. Uh, it could be more. Uh, so, you know, but if you're willing to pay that little bit more, you can get it like a collector's edition um, mm-hmm. cover for forty three, uh, which isn't too much more. Yeah, it's not bad at all for that extra bump. Yeah. Uh, you, so I mean, with that that little bump, you don't only get the hardback book, but you also get. It's the limited edition with the variant cover, a dust jacket, and an ebook. So, like a little it. bit more if you're into that. Um, just thought I'd mention this one because it looked pretty good. Uh, the cover of the limited edition is light blue. It has uh, a silver keyblade with a heart kind of going around it. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks pretty good. The re- the regular is just white with a keyblade and a heart, and it has the name in the middle. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, uh, if you really like this, I would recommend looking into possibly the second, first and second edition, I guess, if mm-hmm. there are, uh, if those are still available. Yeah. Depending on how they do that. Cool. But that is all we have for this week. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So, you know, we go live even if it's halfway through and do stuff just like this. Uh, but until next week, guys, thank you for hanging out. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one. <laughs>